Hey guys, it's Honey. Welcome back to Real Unfiltered Sex Life. Oh, sex Life. Sex Talk with Honey. I am so happy you're here. So let's talk a little bit about men and women. Men and women. So with all my, you know, just wealth of knowledge and experience, I look at men and women and I know I know a couple of things straight off that are true to each each to a, each a man and a woman. I know that women are very emotional and homebodied cre- uh, creatures. Now that doesn't mean that they you know saying homebody I don't I don't necessarily mean they stay at home on the couch every night. I just mean that they're very connected to family. And men are very driven by uh, competing, uh, by their egos, by being a, um, and I don't mean those two things in any bad way, guys. I just, that that, that is how a man is driven. And he's also very uh, provider-oriented. So respect drives a man, uh, utmost respect. Women are emotions, and men are respect. A woman is communication, and a man is respect. I mean, really, for women, they may be a little complex. There's few layers, but for a man, it almost always comes down to respect. And that's one of the reasons that I don't understand there are some men out there who don't respond to uh, a woman um, or family member, whoever, somebody that they're being emotionally uh, uh, entangled with and they feel disrespected by them, right? And that person will come uh, to, to the man and basically bow down to the king, you know, kiss his ring and let him know he is respected. And um, a lot of men don't respond to that. Some do. That's because they're also very, very um, driven by their egos. So, so they do respond to it. But it's a bit of an oxymoron that a lot of men don't. They could get angrier when a person approaches them and tries to kiss the ring, so, you know, so to speak. Um, but men are driven by respect, yet they also are creatures who need to be left alone usually until they are ready to have you kiss the ring. Uh, and I, I don't think... All right, guys, nothing like recording your podcast and looking down and seeing your phone storage is full <laughs> and it has stopped recording. I kept talking for a few minutes. Let's see if I can pick back up. So I was talking about... Men find it difficult, some men, not all, some men find it difficult when they're in the midst of their anger and their feelings of being disrespected. They find it hard for somebody to make amends and they need to be left alone. They need to be given their space. And a lot of women don't understand that because women, um, they tend to be emotional creatures and they want to hug you to make it better. They want to praise you to make it better. They want to tell you how sorry they are. And a lot of men don't want to hear that. And 
that's a big problem, isn't it? <laughs> so we have we have two people who love each other, who care about each other, but they get really bogged down in their own feelings. And the more the woman tries, and and remember, guys, this is not a blanket statement. This does not have to do with everybody. You could be sitting there saying, honey doesn't know shit about the way I am. Good. That's fine. I believe that. This is just a majority of the people that I see. And this is what I have observed happening. It may not apply to you, but, you know, you may get a little nugget out of 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 this conversation anyway. But as I was saying, women tend to want to fix things immediately. It's difficult for a woman to walk away. And men, I don't want to say they wallow because truly they, they don't. It might seem like they do, but they really don't. Men have this this crazy ability to be able to walk away from a situation and they barely think about it, which of course hurts the woman because she can't stop thinking about it. So you have two people who deal with situations entirely differently. And a lot of this has to do with who we are in our DNA. So it's very difficult to change those patterns. And I don't know that we need to change them as much as as much as both of us need to be able to love the other one enough to stop, sit back and say, okay, I recognize this is what he needs and that that's very hard for me because it completely goes against my nature. But this isn't about what goes against my nature. It's about what he needs. And if and this, of course, is coming from the woman. If I claim to love him so much that I would do anything for him, why can't I let him be when he needs to be let alone, left alone? So that's a good question for a woman to ask herself. And a man, men men pride themselves on, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt my wife, my girlfriend, my whoever, you know, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt you on purpose. Okay, and I believe that. But when you get like this, you do hurt her. You hurt her by pulling away and walking away and discarding whatever it is that's happening which means discarding her feelings, discarding her. That's how she feels about it. Now, if if you expect the woman to understand that you need space, you have got to understand that she needs to feel loved throughout the process. And that goes against who you are. But again, if in your core you don't want to hurt this woman, then you have to, to be true to yourself, you have to be able to look at what it is she truly needs and say, that's not easy for me, but somehow I got to figure out how to do that. And and both, both of you both have to be able to do that. She needs to be able to go against her DNA and leave you alone, and you need to go against your DNA and give her a hug. That's not easy to do. That's not easy to do. And what I will say is we don't need to be good at doing it. All we need to do is start the process, acknowledge to the other person that we're aware of the way that they process things, the way that they are, and that that it goes against the grain of who we are, but, but we recognize it and we're going to do our best to try to, you know, 
um, acknowledge that and take care of them, take care of their feelings. So she needs to acknowledge to him, I know you need space. I know you need me to leave you alone. Um, and I know that doesn't mean that you don't love me. And I'm going to do the best I can to, to you know, I'm telling you I, I'm aware of that. So that that's my step in, in the direction of changing that or fixing that or helping you to feel comfortable in knowing that I'm aware. And he needs to do the same for her. Um, just today I was talking to, to somebody and I said, you know, recognizing that there's an issue is the first thing. And then, you know, set your goal for your change and then write down your steps that you feel that you need to take to get to your change, to reach your goal. And then what you need to do is it's not that you throw away that, that those steps, you don't throw it away, but you need to relax the thought of reaching that goal right away. You need to understand that changes, especially to you and who you are, don't happen easily. Um, you know, recognizing the problem, setting the goal to change, and writing down how you will get there is perfect. Then you need to just take one bite and sit with it. You might sit with it for a day and be able to take the next bite. And by bites, of course, I'm talking about the steps that you're going to take to reach your goal. Um, but you need to be able to, to take that one step, that one bite of the problem. And then sit with it and be okay that you may have to sit with that. And, and, and I don't mean sit with it and don't do anything. I mean, practice it day after day after day until it feels like you can move to the next step. It may take you a week. It may take you a couple of weeks. It may take you just, you know, 24 hours, whatever. Whenever you get to the point where you consider that step, you've reached that step. You've, you've, you have, you have won that. You have, you've achieved that step. It feels comfortable to you and it feels like, yes, I can do that. I am doing that. Then move on to the next step. If you if you look at a if you write a list of steps that you need to take to reach a goal, and you try to do that whole list right away, you're setting yourself up for failure. You don't write the list to tackle it all at once. You write the list so that you don't miss a step. So that if it doesn't, if you don't feel good by the time you reach your goal and you wonder why, you can go back and you can look at your list and say, did I do that? Did I do that? Oh, I didn't do that. But maybe it was, maybe I didn't feel like it was that important. Oh, maybe it was important. You mean, it is just a, your strategy. And it, that, that's what we need to do. I mean, we need to acknowledge that there's an issue and then just work on it. And you know what? We don't have to work on it together. <laughs> I mean, we're working on it together because we're in this together. And, you know, we both have the goal to, to, to uh, you know, to be better together. So, so that's as much together as we need to be. Or maybe you're a little more structured than that. Maybe you need to come together every couple of days in the evening and talk about what you're doing. Talk about how you feel about things. Whatever works for you. You don't ever have to talk about it again as long as you get there. And you'll know if you get there, right? Because you're either going to continue having problems or you're not. And communication, okay? Communication beyond <laughs> beyond who we are as men and women, you know, women being emotional and and um and family oriented and men being ego driven and and respect driven. Beyond that, 
we also have different communication styles. And there are some men and women that communicate very, very similar. But for the most part, men and women do communicate very differently. And men do not put, men and women do not put, um, you know, priority. They don't put importance to the same things as the other. So a woman, a woman <laughs> tends to get caught up in the minor details. And a man is more about the big ones. And again, we get caught up in us, 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 us. We're all narcissistic. It's all about us. And we think if we, if we figure out how to make us happy, they'll be happy. And that's just not true. Everybody should be happy, yes. But when we're trying to figure out issues, we need to look at it from the other person's perspective. And a man feels like the big things, you know, I'm not going to be home tonight. That's important communication. And a man recognizes right away, if he didn't call her and say, I'm not going to be home tonight, and then he didn't come home, that's a big deal and that's a problem. Okay, men can grasp that very easily. Now, for a woman, that is disaster. <laughs> that's disaster. That's that's complete disaster. And for a woman, the... um. The So if you're dating, these small things, the good morning or the hello, how are you today, is a big deal to her. The staying in contact daily is a big deal to her. If, if it's a wife, again, it's still really the same, but it's an in-person hello, a kiss, good morning, a, a little hug, acknowledgement. Some, you know, some men actually get up, get ready and leave and don't even acknowledge their spouse or partner at all. And those things, they seem pretty unimportant to a man. To a woman, it's important. So when you see when you see a friend or you see it on TV where the man is always kiss hello, kiss goodbye, kiss, kiss, kiss. It's always these little kisses and these little hugs and these little words of encouragement. It's like, whoa, what the fuck is he doing? Well, that man is pretty damn smart. <laughs> He's pretty smart because it's all those little things that makes her feel warm and fuzzy, secure, safe, and loved, worthy, validated. I mean, that's a lot that you get and you give to her by just doing the small things. And I'm not saying the big things don't matter. They do, obviously. But I'm saying those little things that really mean nothing to you. And the funny thing is, they mean nothing to a man. And it's not hard for him to do. He doesn't do it because he thinks it's silly. He thinks it's silly and it's m meaningless. If he would stop being so ego-driven and he would understand to her it's not meaningless and you actually hurt her feelings when you tell her you think it's meaningless, if you could just listen, then you would see it from her perspective and you would do it because you would, way, you would be way happier to have a woman that feels all those emotions that I just said than a woman who is doubting that you even care about her. And all it took was a good morning, a good night, uh, a kiss, kiss, kiss throughout the day. You know, then you're going to be, you know, 10 years down the line and you're not going to have that relationship anymore. You're going to be kicking yourself in the ass. And not only that, guys, but you're going to be willing to do it with the next person because you know you have finally grasped the idea that it might seem silly and meaningless to you, but it doesn't matter. It, it mean, it's meaningful to her and that's what matters because she matters. And it's the same for her. Women look at a man and they don't get all the, you know, the respect-driven stuff. The, how how her, her offhanded remark 
about your check being less this week or or work being light or you being in a bad mood she doesn't she doesn't even think about those things it means nothing to her she's just having conversation with you and for you they were like stabs in the heart every time she said it for you she was betraying you she was being disrespectful to you she didn't acknowledge how important you are um, to your family and um, what a, a caregiver you are, a provider. Uh, no, women don't see it like that. So if she could just understand that that men are driven by respect and, and that that respect comes in all forms, it may seem silly that a man sees it as respect when a woman has dinner ready or a clean house. And that seems really you know, misogynistic and, and feminist and all that crap. And I get it. But if you're in a relationship and you love your spouse, your partner, whatever, and, and they're in the position of power, they're in the position of man. And I, look, I know people don't, the words that I use are probably cringy to some people, but I don't care. This is, this is how men and women work in traditional, in a traditional sense. And no, not all do, but the ones that do will respond to this and they will understand what I'm saying. And it may seem silly to a woman. You know, a man walks in and he sees a dirty house and the kid's going crazy. And trust me, that is a, a hit in the gut to him eventually. I mean, it may not be right away, but eventually, after a while, that is like a kick in the groin to him. He sees that as you do not respect him enough to make his home comfortable for him. He goes out and he works all day. And then you get bogged down in, what do you think I'm doing at home? You think I'm I'm just screwing around? Who do you think takes care of these kids? Who do you think feeds them? I know I, you know, blah, 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 blah. It is so easy to get stuck on yourself. But again, a woman needs to look at the situation and she needs to understand that she needs to look at it from his perspective. And if she cares about him and she truly does want to be a nurturer, then she's going to understand those little things to her, the things that are meaningless. But to him, it's like a massive blow to his ego. It is a huge sign of disrespect. She's going to learn the things that trigger him and she's going to learn how to encourage him. And it's going to be natural and it's going to seem right and it's going to feel very good to him. And 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 on both sides, when both people start encouraging and doing things for the other person, at first it's not going to feel natural. And even the person receiving may feel it's phony, it's fake. And you guys are just going to have to keep pushing through. Because eventually when you see the, you know, the rewards that you reap from the, the behavior that you're going to do, that you're going to learn, the behavior that you're going to learn, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And if you really love somebody, then it's worth figuring out what triggers them, what, what you know, makes them tick. What is it? What sets them off? I know it's difficult and I know it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's it, it can seem very frustrating to figure it out but it's actually right before our eyes if we just care to slow down and really look at every situation every fight every disagreement every time he gets moody or she gets moody or she cries or you know she leaves or you know whatever the writing is on the wall there it's there 
It's, it's there for you to see if you want to. And we all may need help at times, figuring all this out, and that's okay, and it doesn't hurt to reach out for help. And sometimes that's what it takes. You know, and it might it may not be like traditional therapy. You could talk to someone like me, or you could talk to a friend. But sometimes you need clear eyes, somebody who's apart from the situation that can look at you and, and either ask the right questions and help you out, or even maybe somebody who can observe you as a couple and say, well, let me tell you what I see. And all I would say is I would encourage you to keep an open mind and I would encourage you to try to put your ego aside, men and women, put your ego aside and try to uh, be, be egoless and think of this from your partner's perspective and be willing to fill them up, you know, to encourage them and not tear them down and to, to not get offended when you realize that maybe you've been tearing them down when you thought you were building them up. This is not the time to get offended and upset that you did something wrong. Um, and if you just keep an open mind and don't set your goals too lofty, you know, don't try to do too much at once, then it'll all be okay. I mean, I really believe it, it will be okay if you're willing to look at this. But men and women do not see things the same, period. We don't. We don't. And it's funny because I like to say that I am very much like a man when it comes to sex. And I am. I'm very, very driven. Um, I'm really open. I'm open-minded. I'm open-mouthed. I have like no filter. Um, I kind of get off on saying things to my partner that I hope will shock him because I love the look on his face when he's like, what the, what the fuck? And it's not that he doesn't want it, but when I tell him how badly I want to, you know, do this or that, I love the look on his face. Um, so, so as much as I tend to be sort of like a man um, regarding my sex life or my sexual appetite, I am very much a woman when it comes to how I nurture people and how I nurture relationships. Um, and I, I do have a few masculine tendencies in there too. Um, I can have some ego and I have to check that and, you know, and I have to get rid of that so that I can, in order to be able to help people sometimes. And I have to try not, try not to take offense. Uh, and I do, you know, the, on the woman's side, I do get overly sensitive and I am very emotional. And um, I am a communicator and I over communicate um, sometimes. And, you know, so I'm so, so, yeah, I mean, we're just different, guys. We are different. We need to embrace those differences and we need to love our partners and we need to realize if we want it, we can make it work. But maybe that's the next question. Do you really want it? That would be the next question. And that's where I'm going to end this. I'm going to go. You guys have had enough of me today. I love you all and I will talk to you later. Please reach out if you would like to talk to me. Email is honeyshive62 at gmail.com. Till tomorrow.